0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Style That Finds Us podcast. We are very excited to have the duo behind DS and Durga on our show today. DS and Durga was founded by Brooklyn based husband and wife duo David and Kavi Maltz in 2007. They have a boutique in Brooklyn as well as Nolita in New York. City and are sold at many retailers. They believe that each bottle of their perfume contains a journey and a whole lot of storytelling. They have combined their music and architectural backgrounds to create their fabulous fragrance brand. Thank you for being here.
1: Yeah, thank you for having us.
2: Thank you so much, Julia and Allison.
0: Well, we yeah. are thrilled to have you on today. So tell us, how did this company come about? We. Definitely
2: did not uh, know that we were starting a company. Um, <laughs> David, David and I um, were doing, were just kind of working at different things. I was working in architecture. He was a musician, working in a restaurant as well. And we met and started. Um, we made some holiday gifts for some friends. We we kind of were really into going to, you know, old bookshops and. Mm-hmm. You know, like vintage shops we would collect these books on um homemade uh kind of victorian beauty products um like your kind of shaving tonics and perfumed waters and mm-hmm. we just thought it was really interesting and it was just kind of this time in brooklyn where everyone was making things um all sorts of different things um we're both generally you know kind of a cre- uh, creator kind of that kind of type So we started making some holiday gifts of like scented waters some perfumed waters for, for friends and they really liked them. And so it's kind of slowly got more serious. Um, We definitely didn't set out to, you know, and that's kind of speaks to why the, 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 the look of the brand is so different than it was when we first started, because when we first started, there was really very little thought put into it. We didn't know that it would end up where it, where it is now. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, kind of started more of as, of more as a kind of art project, just like a project to like do something to, for me to like have a creative design outlet that was not um, my architecture job, which was kind of like not fulfilling that, that Mm -hmm. need. And um, for David to sort of make, make something and explore this new um, kind of world of making scented products, because Mm -hmm. just to, to be clear about it, David makes all the perfume and I do all the designs. So really everything visual is, is me and everything perfume related is him. And we don't really, you know, cross
3: over that much.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: That's fascinating. So how did you learn to, to start and run and grow a business?
1: Well, in the beginning, we didn't know anything about business or perfume or the perfume business. <laughs> uh, we were just sort of making like what we loved. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're, like Kavi said, we're both like creatives as a musician, she's an architect, Mm -hmm. she's in design, we just know Mm -hmm. how to make stuff. And, um, so we, we were just making what we loved. People really liked it. And Kavi said like, Oh, why don't we start a business at this time? People in Brooklyn were like, just doing their own thing. Like everyone I knew was, you know, an artist or starting some kind of company of sorts. Everyone was like pretty creative. So we did that, and it really took off. And then we realized, like, I mean, I think Kavi knew right away that she could use her design skills in architecture to make um, Mm -hmm. packaging and branding. But for me, I was writing about all this kind of crazy stuff in um, a lot of historical things, in music. And I realized, oh, I could could actually make perfumes about this. And, you know, I also do all the words, like, uh, so the stories and the names and stuff. So Mm -hmm. that's, like, really my favorite part of it. You know, I'm able to just make these little worlds, like I was doing in music. Um, and we taught ourselves as we went. And, you know, we learned what we had to learn as we went. We, we know a lot more about business and finance and things like that. But, you know, we had to just learn it along the way. Right. Uh, and we grew it slowly and organically. I think a lot of brands, um, you know, come out of a boardroom and, and are able to like scale quicker because they understand, uh, you know, how to operate things. Mm -hmm. but um, we didn't have that. It was just a labor of love and it's had to grow organically because of that.
3: I think that makes it so exponentially so much more beautiful. You know, it's something a little rare and unique and just the descriptions and the way you, you matched words to the thing that, that we're smelling is remarkable. Yeah.
1: like being well, in you know, a, that's a, a mechanic's
3: garage or whatever, <laughs> you know, it's fascinating.
1: Sure. I think, I think that's because the influence comes from outside of perfume. Um, mm-hmm. You know, most, most perfume companies, this is not like a, this is not a quick, this is not to say that it's bad, but sure. you're, you're some, someone, the person who came up with the idea for the perfume is not the perfumer. So it's mm-hmm. a little bit like, you know, like you might, mu- you might love Beyonce's voice, um, and her music, and it doesn't matter if she wrote the song or not. I mean, at, now she does write mm-hmm. more of her music, but, but, you know, you, there's no middleman between the artist and the art and our brand. You, you are spelling. If I, if I went on a trip to a place and experienced something, you know, in 1985, and I want to bring that back and I just go tell some perfumer about it, it's, there's going to be a disconnect, but, since oh, yeah. I went there. I, I, I know exactly what I want. and It's impression. You might not like it. You may think I didn't do a good job, but at least it's authentic to my vision.
3: Right. And you're sitting there thinking about the way an amp smells almost like, you know, when, oh, yeah. he, I mean, that's just remarkable. I think that's, the, you know, that's what makes it, you really have to think about it. You think about it and you imagine it in your head and it's a, it's a much more engaged process than just, oh, yeah, this smells like a rose. You know, oh, yeah, this smells like lilac. Yeah. You know, it's a deeper connection, I feel like, and, and much more creative one.
1: Thank that's you. Awesome.
0: And, David, you're not a trained nose. So how, I think that's fascinating.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm self-taught.
0: Really interesting. So tell us more for someone maybe who is not familiar with the brand to kind of speak to how you used your architecture and music backgrounds and threaded these themes throughout the brand.
2: One thing that you learn uh, in any kind of design, you know, in, in any design education or kind of background you learn how to critique things and sort of learn like the, the, the language of design, the language of critique, which I just feel is really important as you scale, because in the beginning, maybe just I like it or I don't like it works. Um, but mm-hmm. as you grow, you need some consistency. And when you have um, more people, you know, uh, working with you, you need to be able to kind of define the brand, define the aesthetics of it. And explain why something works and why something doesn't. So I feel like the just the language of having of 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 why certain things work um, and why certain things are quote unquote on brand and and not on brand. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: you know, that that's so important to any. I mean, that's what defines a brand these days. And you know, um, or mm-hmm. always, and being able to to talk about it. Um, and and have the language to explain it is is really important. So I feel that's something that I that I learned in architecture school because so much of what you what you do is presenting your work and having to explain it. Not you can't just put your work up on the wall and say, "Look at this," and tell me what you think. You really have to to go into it and explain it. And when 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 people critique it, you have to talk your way out of it um, and, mm-hmm. and convince them. And so yeah, I mean I think that's that's really important. And 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 learning the learning architecture, you know Mm -hmm. um, we feel like David and I both feel like, I think he mentioned that you can kind of, you know, translate your, your, your design um, uh, aesthetics into kind of any other, any other realm. Like we feel like, you know, we can design many different things. I mean, a a lot of designers feel like that. um, And it's very true, you know, just because I we did build I did buildings doesn't mean I, you know, I can't do mm-hmm. you know, oh sure. Packaging, labels, right. um, different artworks. Um, so we we like to to expand on that um as as much right. as we and you know the same goes for to segue into David's part of this, same goes for um, you know, his his music into perfume, which is something that is how he he thinks of it. We can talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we operate under the principle that fragrance is an art form, uh, that mm-hmm. you know, we, we don't, that's our baseline. You know, we're, we're not, we're not talking about it as an, a beauty product or an accessory to fashion. Cause we just don't view it like that. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, m- music is my first love and I'll always be a musician. You know, I make stuff all the time mm-hmm. and I also feel like it's one of the most important things of life. I mean, art is important, but of, of the arts, I feel like music is just the background of everything that I do. So it just naturally is a source of inspiration and comes up all the time. And then, you know, there's there's a lot of ways, there's a lot of similarities between perfume and music. They're both like invisible and mm-hmm. are, have no purpose other than themselves. Um, not, not to say you know, a painting is is not more functional. A, a lot of art, it's not about its uh, functional purpose, but there's these immersive, invisible worlds that you can enter through senses that are, you know, not visual. So I think that, that there's a connection to, to them. However, what I really sort of look at art as a universal thing anyway, if I make a scent cowboy grass, mm-hmm. you're going to smell like my vision of the Wild West Mm-hmm. um and you know the 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 plains and the grasses out there but i can very easily make a mixtape for you that's music that's the soundtrack of it we can make a movie that's like kind of absurd that's about a, a part about it we can mm-hmm. find one image that encapsulates it you certainly have my story um mm-hmm. and the notes that are in there everything is a little world uh that you can wear on your skin and sort of enter and explore you know we say perfume is armchair travel And that's exactly what we mean by
3: it. That's so neat. When you were talking about that, it made me think about um, music and scent are two things. I think it's universal, but definitely for me, that immediately can take you back somewhere. We were um, in the car coming from the back from the lake yesterday and a song came on and I was like, oh, my God, ninth grade Ellen Ellen's house getting ready, you know, to go to a concert whatever it was the same thing with a scent you know you smell something you're like okay my grandmother's in new orleans when i was a little girl or whatever i mean you know they really do like you said they're invisible but they can literally transport you places
1: yeah and it's also both are the the easiest way to change your surrounding right so like you you have a house and like uh maybe like a room looks kind of drab yeah you could buy a painting or like five or fifty thousand dollars and like like expensive rug and furniture you know you could just turn on like dixieland jazz or like light a Mm -hmm. candle and you can transport the room to another place it's like this armchair travel i mean i feel like my day is like a constant sort of like creating the world that i want around me through like what i place there or what i don't place there and it's so easy to like light incense and create like a calm landscape, mm-hmm. you know, put on the music that you love, um, you know. Yes. The, the, I'm very, very much into the beauty, everyday beauty, like just around the corner is like the most magical thing. Like you, if you're waiting to like climb the Himalayas before you feel like you've seen like the most beautiful thing, then you're missing what's right outside your window.
3: Hmm. That's lovely. And we were also, um, as far as what Kavi was saying, we were talking to someone recently and he has, um, I don't know what, what, what you call his business day. can tell you, but he, you know, he picks out products and puts them on his website, whatever you call it for materia And he was, he used to work, do some stuff with Barney's, but he was talking about if the packaging isn't right, you know, isn't beautiful, then he, even if the product itself is great, he's not going to give it, it's not going to, he doesn't believe it's going to sell because it has to be this visual experience first.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely custom, uh, you know,
3: customers first experience with something is just right. Mm-hmm. What sets it apart on the shelf too. And, and like with your perfume, it is actually a work of art just to look at it. So it, when it's in your room, it's enhancing, like you want it out. You don't want to put it up when people are coming over, you know, you want to, proudly display it how did you choose the name for the
0: brand
1: uh, it's just my my name is David Seth Moulton and my nickname for Kavi was Durga and you know at the in the aughts there's a lot of names with and in a, with an it with Sand. it shows yeah. it shows where we started so it's just it's us D.S. and Durga
3: and so Durga was your her nickname
1: yeah, I was a, I went to film school and there was a movie, uh, an Indian movie by Saiji Ray called Pather Panchali. And there was a, a character in it that reminded me of Kavi, Kavi named Durga. Durga is also a Hindu goddess. Um, so I just called her Durga, like maybe, I don't know, for the first five minutes of our relationship because. We don't ever...
3: <laughs> but,
2: but to be clear, the name is, he, he thinks I look like this little 12 year old girl, not, not the Hindu goddess, just to be clear. <laughs> That's where the name comes from
3: but he thinks you of you as a goddess, I'm sure. Right. Right. I think so. Let's see. He has to- <laughs> yep. the
2: answer is Yes.
3: That's wonderful.
0: Y'all are funny. I think, I feel like during COVID and as we emerge the, the meaning of fashion and scent, like creating this mood and this vibe of the evening or the day, whatever. I think that's, Something that you definitely do with DS and Durga, being able to create the mood and vibe. So we highly encourage. We immediately went to Spotify and started listening to the playlist after Mom and I visited the No Lita store and and the ones that were our favorite. I've put on as we were um, making dinner.
1: The playlist, is my favorite part of the business. That's that's my yeah.
0: Favorite. Tell yeah. us about that.
1: Because, like I, you know, what I was saying before is. I just, you know, I, I'm a musician. I write poetry. I make perfume. I make dumb little drawings. Like I just love to make stuff. Uh, I, and the, the expansion of a world of something is something that I really feel passionate about. So uh, sometimes I, I think of like, it's almost like the, the game of life. Like how can you, you could throw anything at me and how can I turn that into, how can I expand upon that and make it, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, this gets a bit more spiritual, but just the illusionary, uh, world that we, we live in, you know, just scientifically speaking, uh, mm-hmm. energy, it, that you can expand upon one molecule exponentially and, and create. And so the playlists to me is, is just that, like, it's just endless create curation mm-hmm. of what that particular world is, you know. So if you have the playlist for Rose Atlantic, it's going to be the music that I want to hear in New England in the summertime, like with drink, mm-hmm. you know, on the beach at night, you know, <laughs> or, or the whole day. I just, you know, so
3: yeah, that, but, may, that I love
1: inarticulate you. way of describing what I mean.
3: No, I think that's good. Building building a, a little an entire universe. A lot of it, it made me think Delia was born in Memphis and she hasn't spent a lot of time there, at least as far as the music scene goes. She hasn't spent a lot of time on Beale Street and stuff like that. But I was telling her a lot of the things that you picked, um, you know, made me think of the Delta and and Memphis.
1: There are certain scents that are very inspired. I mean, I was raised on Chicago blues, Delta blues. Yeah. And so that'll always be, you know, a big part of me. So, you know, the DS playlist, if it's my favorite songs, it'll be in there, but you have many, many songs that are like uh, many of our sense, there's a, there's a good crop of our scents that are sort of Americana. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's kind of a sign of the times. Uh, a lot of them are earlier. Um, i trying to think if it's the newer ones. Yeah. Oh, right, like, you know, Dale's-
3: the-
1: mm-hmm. oh yeah. Like Joshua. I, I love that. Album. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm.
0: We've talked about this a little bit, but is there anything else to add about what does Scent mean to you? You know, I think that, um, I mean, scent means a
2: lot of, of things to both of us, but um, I think that in, in COVID, something that, you know, we've heard from people that really resonates with me is just that it's this really easy way to, you know, transport yourself somewhere which is what we're always saying with when we say perfume is armchair travel um Mm -hmm. especially now um it's just the the easiest way to kind of change your mood or enhance your mood um take you away somewhere um you know i i we talked to someone who said like that the perfume was like the first thing that she did every morning because it just kind Mm -hmm. of like like took her out of the, the kind of monotony of COVID and mm-hmm. just putting, you know, putting on a different perfume, like first thing in the morning would just like put her mind in a different place each day. And I thought that was just kind of amazing that just this one, like, or two spritzes, mm-hmm. um, from a bottle could, could do so much for your mood, um, mm-hmm. take you away somewhere. I mean, that's what we're always trying to to say when it, we say it's transportative. Um, mm-hmm. we really believe that it can just kind of uh, affect your whole mindset that way, and especially now, it's just mm-hmm. the easiest way to do it. And I just find that really fascinating. Right. It, it
3: it was a luxury. Now it's almost it's a necessity.
1: <laughs> you yeah. Know. Well, yeah. And it's funny. Yeah. The word luxury. Uh, I, I always think, think this is funny because perfume to me falls into the everyday luxury. So you know, if you're going to buy a nice shirt, it might cost you. Uh, even women's clothes, I don't even know you guys. It's even more. But for a guy like an expensive like Billy Reed shirt, you know, is going to be 150 bucks, 200 bucks. And like, you're not going to wear that every day. And it's going to get like ripped and torn. And it's definitely not like a lifelong piece. Right. Um, Whereas perfume, it might cost you 175 and it Mm -hmm. lasts for years. And each spray is like 10 cents. So like, I don't Mm -hmm. have time. Like I drink like really nice tea every morning because I might die tomorrow. What's the point of like drinking shitty tea Right, get,
3: right, you, right. You know?
1: exactly. So, tea records—you can have like great records for not mm-hmm. much money. You know, mm-hmm. books, tea, and perfume and incense. You know, from mm-hmm.
3: the yeah. And those are the things that that those are the real things that elevate your life. You know, yeah, I mean, you, you fast cars and things like that. But books. really, yeah. things that add quality. You know, that and just. Like fulfillment to your life are these beautiful scents and beautiful old books and, you know, exquisite music and all of these things that just make life, you know, especially when you're going through hard times, they just make life worth living, you know,
1: yeah. the joy of I mean, living. Yeah. At least materially, I mean, at least materially, yes.
3: Right. Yeah. How would you describe
1: your brand? That's hard. You know, we usually say fragrance is an art form. We're perfumer Mm -hmm. designer owned and Mm -hmm.
3: we're
1: based in Brooklyn, New York, which is a big part of our DNA. Well, narrative stories in sense.
3: Mm -hmm. That's great. So that the second part of the question is, how is it different from other fragrance brands? And I think it's it's those stories and the music and.
1: It's the stories, but it's also really that 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 it's perfumer designer owned is like crazy rare. I mean, most perfume companies don't even have an in-house perfumer, let alone are owned by the perfumer. So it means that directionally, you're like you're buying into, you know, mm-hmm. one one perfumers like uh, vision for something, rather mm-hmm. than you know me. Mo- you're mostly buying art, an art form perfume that's marketed by someone where they say, Hey, I right. want to make a scent that's based on the coast of Italy. Uh, can you make me this thing? And then like, they don't even know how to make it or what's in it, you know? So right. it's not like perfume is, perfume is a very detailed, complex thing. There's more astronauts than there are perfumers. Uh, there's just not many people who wow. know how to make a legally compliant perfume, uh, in this entire world. I mean, there might be a thousand perfumers. I'm not sure. That's fabulous. Uh, yeah.
3: Ooh. We're honored to get talked to. That's so neat. Yeah. You know, you hear these things where they, they like someone will want a perfume for their brand or whatever. So they pick out what the bottle's going to look like. And then they pick someone who makes sense for all kinds of people to get to create, you know, to create a scent for them. And then they put their name on it and it's, it's not, and I don't even know the word for that, you know,
1: Oh, we're, well, we're... It's, not, it's not bad. It might be the best perfume ever that you smell. It's just that, you know, it's it's just like if you wanted to buy a painting for me. And I was like, yeah, like, I think I'm going to make this painting for you that's these beautiful mountains and this, like, ocean landscape. And then I just, like, have someone else do it, you know? And I just, <laughs> I, I just tried to how awesome it is, but I didn't actually paint it. Wow. That's a good way to describe it. And, yeah, well...
2: Yeah, we're, we're, we're super hands-on, you know, we're, we're really the ones kind of like make, making all of it and, um, and designing all of it. Um, and you know, it really is something that we're very, very passionate about the, the, the craft of it, you know, just kind of like right. David really like understands the formulas, uh, you know, and he's making them. He's, he, he, when, when we, when we need to make an, when we're launching a new scent, um, You know it's just uh i mean we don't i don't have any experience working any other way but i just love that we get to do it this way where um there's this direct conversation with the perfumer and um it's just coming right from his mind just like kind of like not translated through someone else and it's it just it feels very uh real and authentic uh it's also very personal um so it started out, you know, very personal DS and Durga, you know, he and I um,
3: mm-hmm.
2: definitely in the, in, in the, in the realm of, of business and, and, and design at this point where, where, where there's many other people involved. We have like a, an amazing team that helps us, you know, um, achieve everything with the perfume <laughs> though, the, the sense it's really, it's really just David, which is what makes us so special. It's, it's, it's just him creating the sense. Um, and that's, you know, that's just like the most unique thing about uh, Dia Durga.
1: It's remarkable. You know, also our, re- like I said, our reference points, I mean, we're not trying to make like a perfume that's like uh, based on, uh, well, I, I, I think about fragrance categories and stuff, but my, my influences and interests come from like a wide range of like history and poetry and music and like weird out there things. It's not going to just be like, like this is Jasmine 35 or Jasmine, you know, it's Mm -hmm. about, um, it's going to be about like a, a very specific,
3: it takes you on
1: a location history, And yeah,
3: it really was so fascinating. So many times when you go to, um, a perfume counter or, you know, boutique or whatever, after a few cents, you know, you're, you've had enough, you know, you're getting confused and everything. But with when my experience, at least, when we were there with Sam and at the DS and Durga store in Nolita, was that each story was so interesting. It's not super long, you know, but each story, you'd smell it, he'd tell you the story, and then it would take you a minute to sit there and go, do I smell the electricity? Do I smell the rubber or whatever it is, you know? Mm-hmm. So you, you gave extra thought you know, it was just a deeper thing instead of just going, oh, yeah, I smell the rose. I smell the jasmine right. in this or whatever. So so you're searching in that scent to to go deeper and really name whatever you, you know, David was thinking of when he came up with this scent. So it's it's a much more, um, you know, it's just a deeper experience. It's different than going in. I never felt like, ooh. We smelled too many things.
1: Um, oh, that's good to hear. Yeah. I mean, because- I'll say this about all perfumes, not just ours. Like, to really understand a perfume, you have to wear it on your skin, and you have to wear it sure. for, like, two weeks. Because, like, even me who made it, sometimes, like, it's later on that I understand, the, like, mm-hmm. how something played out. I mean, I, I've talked to other perfumers about this. I, I can't just make something today, right now, you Mm -hmm. have to let it sit at least 24 hours and then put it in alcohol and sit for 24 hours again. And then you'll get like some idea, but truthfully, like it doesn't open up even, it's not even just the perfume, it's your mind and how you perceive it. It's something that I don't quite understand what Mm -hmm. you really understand what's going on, you know, and Mm -hmm. like how that, and and it's a very wordless thing, by the way, you know, I try to put words Mm -hmm. to it uh, to help best describe it, but it's a very like, strange sure. mystical mystical thing that's happening
3: right and that makes sense and you know because Dilly and i I would say okay i think i think this one's my favorite okay i think what is the cowboy i can't even remember which one was my favorite now Dilly wrote him down but anyway then you know after a few minutes we went back or i smelled my arm and i was like okay now it's smelling a little bit you know it's the smell yeah even as you
1: wear it, right Right, that's not, and that's not just our perfume. I mean, there's there's right. nothing you can do about the vol- the volatility of you know citrus only lasts so long compared to you know a musk or patchouli or something right. that's stronger. And so and I think th- that that that's why I say like if you're, it's unfortunate the way we have to you know shop is you you base something on the top notes right away, and that's why a lot of mm-hmm. mass market perfumes focus really on like the top notes and you know, Mm -hmm. if, if, if I just spray, like, if you smell a lot of bergamot in the top of something, you're going to be like, this is great. This smells great. You know, but then Mm -hmm. maybe in 20 minutes, it doesn't smell great. You know, so the the, the (laughs) difficult part is making that, that impression morph and last and stay interesting, you know?
3: Yeah. Or, or ask people just, you know, don't make your decision right away. Wait till you see, I think different people's skin oils make it smell a little bit different on different people. Isn't that right? Or is oh, that yeah, not? yeah,
1: for sure? Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's for sure. That's for sure. And I think that you, you know, you leave the store and walk around. I mean, yeah. so so often with our perfumes, people are like, okay, why don't you like leave, you know, and they come back in an hour and buy it all the time. Yeah. It's a great idea.
3: That's a great idea. I think if people, hopefully coming out of COVID people are going to be more thoughtful about everything that they bring into their home or bring into their life and if they can just be patient enough to try it go do a few other things stop make sure it's right if it's not go back try another one go away and then once you make that decision you know it's it means more to you in the long run because you put in the effort
1: sure yeah
0: So David, walk us through the process of creating the scents and naming them. So you could either say, okay, I'm going to take an example like Cowboy grass or talk about an upcoming one that you're working on.
1: Sure. Um, I usually, I have a, like a list of ideas uh, and names, you know, that is like constantly growing. And when I get any impression or any idea or um, inspiration, you know, I add it to this list and then I'll, either work on something backwards or forwards, you know, try to make one of those things come to life or just, uh, be like, you know, I really need, I think we're missing this kind of thing in our line. You know, maybe we really want to do a gardenia. Uh, how can I make the, you know, the story, what, what makes sense, uh, that's going to ultimately be a gardenia and they just, you know, work over months and years making, making different, um, making different studies and, and continually working on them till I get them right. And then I think an important part of my process that I only started to realize recently is once I have something I like, I'm going to try to beat that every day for like a month or two, you know, and many times I don't. And I'm just, and I was right. I was right that first time about how it was all done. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I even recently went back and was like, what, how would I change every one of our perfumes knowing what I know now? And most of them, I actually wouldn't because I think they are saying what they're supposed to say um, and I couldn't necessarily get it better. You know, I can make mm-hmm. something different, but I wouldn't be able to exactly get it better. Like it, 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 it did mm-hmm. make it to where, where it, uh, it needed to be. And, you know, that, that can be a very long involved process just to, to understand when something's done Um, mm -hmm. I have in in the poetry book when when I write poetry, when I write music, and what because I ultimately usually mix and even now master Mm
0: -hmm.
1: my band's music. Um, you know, I knowing when something is done is just Mm. you know letting letting. There's only look, God's working through you anyway, right? And it just comes through you, and and there's only so much that you're you're doing anyway. You know Mm -hmm. that that's so. It's you just so it hard. It. Yeah,
3: so hard to know when it's finished. You know, it right. really is. So I've always wondered about this, and this was a question I had for Beauty too. If if you are selling fragrance online through your website, how how do you go about doing that?
1: I do. I think that we've never had a problem selling fragrance online. It's because people the the stories and the names and the images really resonate with people, and mm-hmm. I think that they can understand that they're like buying into a very authentic story. We also yeah. sell customizable sample sets, so really, oh. if you want to smell four of them, you know, or more, then then you can do that. Um, and I, this this might be strange to say, and I don't. It's not it's not just like marketing speak, but I really believe. When, when you're a band that you like comes out with a new album, sometimes the first time you listen to it, you're like, uh, I don't know if I like this. It doesn't sound like the band that I love. Like it's, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're weird. And you listen the second time, and you're like, yeah, it's just not doing it. Third time, you're like, oh wow. By the fifth time you listen to that album, you're like, oh, this is the same band that I love. I totally hear mm-hmm. how it's the same band. They just like decided. They decided to, you know, do some folk stuff. Like, it it just, it's strange how it takes time. If you commit to something, and if you look at our brand and you're like, oh, I like this, I bet you I'll like something. And you commit to something, there's something in that commitment. Like, so another example, when you buy a record uh, that you haven't heard before, before there were streaming services, you paid money for it. You're going to invest in hearing why they put that out. Like, you're trusting that they didn't just like, put out a bunch of garbage, right? They, Mm -hmm. the the band thought about it. They, they not only wrote the songs and workshop the the hell out of the lyrics and the parts, but the way they recorded it. And when they finally mixed it, they were like, this is it, this is done. This is what I want people to hear. Right. Maybe nine times out of 10. And so you invest the time to hear that art and you'll probably end up yeah, you might not like it but you'll end up seeing it's worth as as an art piece and I think that there's something to be saying about like biting the bullet. We just live in this time now where you have streaming services and you're like, "Oh, I I don't like this song." Or you might just flip through and move on and not like invest right. the same amount of time and energy into uh, an artwork. You know, it's and it's your prerogative. I don't mean it's oh my bad. God. It's just Yeah. Yeah.
3: No, getting those albums I just thinking about my
1: my son another thing. Oh, sorry.
3: No, no, I was just thinking about albums. Like, we studied the cover, we read, we, we were thrilled. Oh my included God, we no, liner notes. Them.
0: Well, we have liner yeah, notes. It, it's everything. Everything. It? everything.
3: And the, if they included the lyrics, that was super important. And we discussed which was our favorite song and why. We knew every song on the album. Oh my God, I feel like people- We've
1: always said we kind of operate like a band, you know, like we, we have yes. liner notes for all of our sets. We we have these this insert that's like a record inside of our oh uh, perfumes. God. So if you want, you know, you could just like how coriander smells, but you could also get really into the world and understand why I made it and what's going on with it. And, you know, all the little liner notes about it, you know, Right. right. something to be said about. And so I think that's, because you asked the question, how do you sell online? I think yeah. you see the depth of it and you can really get a sense of what it's going to smell like through all of these elements that we provide. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant.
0: The website really is beautiful. So Kavi, talk to us about what you were thinking and trying to convey with the packaging.
2: Um, yeah, so the, the, the packaging, um, you know, we kept really um, kind of minimal and simple um, because we just want to highlight the juice inside. We want to call attention more to the stories, the 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 visuals, the mute the 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 playlists that we have for each scent. Um and you know we just kind of want to keep in mind that uh this this product you know like lives on a lot of different people's shelves so um you know it's just kind of meant to be uh subtle and um it's a you know just looks beautiful mm-hmm. on the shelf um the box is 100% paper, which, um, you know, there's no there's no foam involved, which is kind of um, a bit rare for perfume because you use, use foam to keep the bottle uh, secure uh-huh. and in place. Um, and it was important to us not to do that. So um, it's it's 100% recyclable. Um, and, um, you know, it's just like a bit of a piece opening that package. It's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a little, it's a little mini building, you know, it's very um, structural and solid, and it's a beautiful little you know, house for this perfume. Mm -hmm.
3: Yes. It's another part. I feel like you're, you're from beginning to end. It's more of an experience. I mean, you know, you have this Mm -hmm. packaging that's that you appreciate and you relish opening it. And, and then you have the story and then you have the music and then you have the scent and it all comes together in this beautiful story. Exactly.
0: Tell us about your brick and mortar strategy and experience.
2: Yeah, Um, so we we, we have long wanted um, to to open a store. Um, That's kind of the dream, especially me coming from an architecture background um, and us uh, get like being so much about the experience. Um, Mm -hmm. And when we would, you know, we started selling our our perfume in small boutique stores, sort of like small little uh, you know, design goods stores. Um, and we were very comfortable with that. And we had a very kind of personal relationship with them and how they were selling it and how it was placed. When you start getting into department stores, which is, you know, great for, for growth, um, Mm -hmm. it's you, you sort of, you're wondering how your product is going to be sold, how it's going to be presented. Are they going to understand what's going into it? Are they going to talk about it in the right way? So it really Mm -hmm. kind of reinforced this, this drive for us to open our own store, so we finally got to do that um, in uh, in 2018. Um, we opened uh, our store in uh, Nolita in 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 New York City. Um, mm-hmm. And it was a 2019, it 2019? It's 2018. And um, we, you know, we it's beautiful. It reflects mm-hmm. the brand. It looks like it looks like the brand. It's a beautiful location and it's it's amazing like you know you, you said you walked in there and um the people who are there get trained personally by david to to, to mm-hmm. present to present the fragrances the way he wants them presented um you know it looks it looks the way that i i wanted it to look and mm-hmm. um you know it's our it's our it's our people selling in there so it means everything to us you know it's mm-hmm. we, we're so happy to have uh relationships with with different stores that are that are, um, you know, representing the brands, but no one can really do it in in the way that we can do it ourselves. So um, our, our store experience means a lot to us. And we we take a lot of time to, to constantly kind of like keep it up, train, train everyone in there and, um, you know, freshen it up. When we started uh, at the Nolita store, we had like monthly events in there and David were, and I were in there all the time. You know, David was playing yeah. music. We were doing different yeah. parties. And it was just like a really activated space, and that's how it was intended. Um, I hope that that can come mm-hmm. back when when it's mm-hmm. safe and people feel like they can socialize again. But we, we definitely missed that part because it was it was mm-hmm. a huge part of what we were planning for for the store and and the second store, um, which is in Williamsburg in Brooklyn. And mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. one day I think we'll get back there. Sure. Uh, yeah, I think the ability yeah. to
1: customize was really important too. You know, like the the fact that we had the color wall that we could. Uh, mm-hmm. If we're going to highlight a fragrance, we have these moments where you can, like, really talk about, like, oh, we're going to do St. Betty Bear this week, uh, this month. You know, let's put the colors mm-hmm. like St. Betty Bear. We have a projector, so that's projecting, like, films that, that like, are the world of St. Betty Bear. Of course, we have the playlist playing of St. Mm-hmm. Betty Bear, And then it's just a very cohesive experience that you can mm-hmm. change the shop to, like, what you want at any given time.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. It was interesting being in there during COVID because you couldn't have a lot of people. So we had an experience that a lot of people may never have there. You know, it was very zen, very calm. Sam was very laid back but very interested in telling the story, and um, you know, we had this basically a private experience, day and I did. So it was when we left, we were like, wow, that was magical to, to not, he didn't feel rushed. We didn't feel rushed. Um, it was really, so that's like the opposite. That's one, you know, one positive, I guess, of during COVID when people can be in there and experience the quiet side of it and really be able to think about the stories and all that too. And then after COVID people will come in and enjoy it in a, you know, in a, a different way too. So good,
1: yeah. good parts
3: about both yeah yeah
1: hopefully anyone honestly like regardless of like you know pandemic or not will be able you know they can really be walked through by our associates i mean sure sure even before um even before covid i i plenty of people just came in and like can get walked through everything you know right absolutely also the descriptions on the box right there so you can also like do it yourself so that you're not like you know
3: it would never be a place that you would feel like you were rushed or need to get out of for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. True. yeah, It's just the atmosphere. is So lovely.
2: We love New York city. Um, <laughs> I am like a very proud New Yorker, um, kind of diehard New Yorker, David, David loves New York as well. Um, but wouldn't mind a little bit of a, an escape. Um, probably that mm-hmm. I will never, probably never. Well, I'm a it. New Englander.
1: I'm a New Englander at heart.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And he loves, he loves the country life a little more than I do. Um, But I, I, you know, it's, it's in our, it's in our hearts. Um, It's where we started our family. It's where we started our business. Um, There's no other city like it. And I think that the kind of, um, you know, energy and grit of New York is something that we're always inspired by. And um, it keeps us, um, it keeps us very kind of like on our toes and it keeps, it keeps us, it keeps us very like lighthearted about what we do. You know, there's there's so many people here doing amazing things, and we're just one of them. And um, you know, there's we're just constantly inspired by everything we see around us. So it gives a lot of context for what we do. Um, there's there's endless things to to do and see, and um, people are just kind of always amazing us. Um, you know, so many times like we'll read about you know something amazing someone is doing and oh they're they're doing it in Brooklyn or they're doing yes. it in New York and um you know we have a lot of we 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 take a lot from that it's a there's there's always going to be this amazing energy here um
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know because somehow people still keep coming coming here it's not an easy place mm-hmm. to live. it's not a cheap place to live it's kind of always trying to kick you out um mm-hmm. So th- there's there's something there in that in that that difficulty of just just existing here, just like surviving here, that mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm very drawn to.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, I think one thing is you know we're a very American brand. Perfume is a very uh, French-dominated art form uh, mm-hmm. and, and industry rather than art form, let's say. And uh, I think we're just unabashedly American, and that America is is New York, and there's the uh, we built it ourself kind of thing, um, yep. you know, which is uh, a very American story, right? Like we did mm-hmm. not go to school for this. We just decided to make what we wanted to make and like built it ourselves. And that's a very New York and a very American thing.
3: Mm-hmm. That makes perfect sense to me.
0: So what's next for DS and Durga?
1: Well, we have, you know, always have New scents and candles coming out. We have a new candle called tuberose Murder that is about to drop. That mm-hmm. is a um spicy myrh and Tuberos kind of like sexy time candle. Um, and that's coming mm-hmm. out really soon. We just came out with our St. Betty bear perfume. Mm-hmm. Um I have a new poetry book that's coming out uh that we always sell in the store. I'm pretty excited about that. Wow. Um, yeah, because we I did one last year. Um we're also about to be uh, the amenity partner on American Airlines, the first class in the lounges. So, we'll wow. be our Radio Bombay and our Rose Atlantic Sense uh, if you get oh, into yeah. the lounges or fly a business or first class. Um, so, that's pretty exciting.
2: We're getting a little bit more into um, hands and home care. So, you know, oh. some more uh, hand cream products and. Um, yeah, we've, we, we, we launched sanitize, hand sanitizer at the beginning of COVID mm-hmm. and it was really great. Um, and I have to say our hand sanitizer is really um, a great product. I don't know if you've tried mm-hmm. it yet, but it's, it's pretty great. Um, so we're doing a few more products like that. And also we're just trying to thoughtfully expand um, into more territories, you know, currently mm-hmm. getting into um, Korea and some more countries in Europe. Um, and yeah, just sort of thoughtfully expand mm-hmm.
3: Our distribution
0: mm-hmm.
3: that is wonderful if you were going to recommend um as a gift if someone wanted to give your perfume as a gift and they didn't know you know which one they should choose do you have any i know what sam said but do you have any recommendations
1: i think like i don't know what anybody anybody's gonna like yeah. it's like a tool that you can spray with anything else so it's, yeah. it's not like and it sort of, you know, definitely touches upon <clears throat> a lot of what people love about modern perfumes without yeah. any, like, it's a fragrance enhancer. There's no, like, real notes in there. It's just, like, the things that we use to give an umami depth to uh, modern perfumes. Mm-hmm. I think anyone would like that. Um, I think you could give that and, like, a customizable sample set with four, you know, oh, yeah. you look at this person and you think what they're like and you're... Um, you know, then it's a it's a little more, little bit more personal that you're saying these four things. You know, like I know you love uh, New England, and there's this rose scent that I think you really love, or like <laughs> I, that European vacation you did, you would love this thing. So uh, you can maybe make it more personal. But I don't think anyone's going to get I don't know what and not like it. It's our it's our bestseller too.
3: Yeah, I think so. It's it's the first one we tried.
1: Yep.
0: Where can people find DS and Durga?
1: website dsnendurga.com instagram dsnendurga uh the google and you can also you know we have two stores if you're in new york city um where we are selling is is on our website you know so it depends on what country you're in but we're in a lot of countries in a lot of stores um yeah
0: great amazing well thanks all so much this was wonderful
1: Thank you guys. Thank you. Absolutely, awesome. we love what you're doing.
0: Yes, y'all have done such a great job. So thank you everyone and we'll see you next time. Bye. All right, Bye. have a good one. Bye, thank Bye. you. Bye. Thank you for tuning into this episode on the Style That Finds Us podcast. If you like this podcast, make sure to tell a friend and subscribe. You can be a part of growing with us. Also, do you know about our weekly newsletter? You'll get access to exclusive content in our newsletter that we don't post anywhere else. Our newsletter comes
3: out every Tuesday with the exception of the third Thursday of the month for Allison's special Celebrating Life After 40 edition. Head to the bottom of the Style That Finds Us website to subscribe.